Good morning, everyone. Day after Christmas, December 26th, the Grinch's favorite holiday. You're listening to the Red and Yellow Kingdom podcast on our early morning Sunday preview episode. I'm your host, Rich, doing things solo today. Scott isn't able to join us. Don't forget to follow us on every major podcast network, such as Spotify, Apple, or Google. And then don't forget to Follow us on all social media sites, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and anywhere else you get your podcast news. Jumping straight into today's preview versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a game ridiculed by the current pandemic, not only in the world, in the country, but in the NFL with COVID being the biggest impact from a health perspective in NFL games. Jumping straight into the injury report, since there are so many names that'll be out for both teams. For the Steelers, they will be without Presley Harvin III, who was their punter, not for COVID from what the injury report says, but for personal reasons. Then they are out Buddy Johnson, a linebacker, Pat Firemuth, the tight end from the rookie tight end from Penn State, and a defensive end, Chris Wormley all injury-related. On the Chiefs' end, a lot bigger names for us Kansas City folks who follow this team much more closely. The biggest one, of course, is Travis Kelsey. He was activated to the roster yesterday but was unable to clear COVID protocols this morning. We are still waiting for Nick Bolton and Lucas Niang as they were activated as well and hope that they would clear COVID protocols this morning and play today. Other big names that are out for the Chiefs already, of course, your kicker, Harrison Bucker, the punter, Tommy Thompson. We have another Thompson punter in to play now. And then, of course, there are a ton of other names that are, have already been ruled out for this game. Um, names like Mike Rimmers, as I already mentioned, Tommy Thompson, Kyle Long, Miami Watts, Rashad Fenton, all those guys are on the COVID list for this game, so they will not be playing today or made available. As I head into the numbers for this game, and anytime I'm trying to pull something up, the numbers disappear, right, with technology. So Pittsburgh Steelers come into this game at 7-6-1. Chiefs are 10 and 4. Going into the team stats. I'll start off with the Pittsburgh rankings and then jump into for the Chiefs. Points scored for game. The Steelers are at 20 points per game with a little bit under 21. Allowed is 22nd in the NFL with a little bit under 24 points per game. Chiefs are at 27.5 points scored per game, which is 6th best in the NFL. And they give up 21.1, which is 8th best in the NFL. Both top 10 numbers on points scored and points allowed. Huge difference from what we were at the beginning of the year, but I'm sure we've already discussed that several times. Into the yardage category, the Steelers are at 232 passing yards per game, which puts them almost right in the middle of the NFL at 14th. Chiefs are at 287 for the second best passing attack in the NFL. 
on the ground, the Steelers boast the second worst rush offense in the NFL with 84 yards per game. Chiefs are at 19th with 109 yards per game. Defensively, the Steelers come in allowing 223 yards in the air, which is 12th best in the NFL, and the Chiefs allow 250 yards per game, which is 28th best in the NFL. On the ground, these Steelers allow 143 yards per game, which is the 31st ranked rushing defense, and the Chiefs are 19th best with as they allow 115 yards per game on the ground. So no secret there, the Steelers, a long Steelers are a long time away from being one of the best rush defenses in the NFL, as we all got accustomed to over the past few years with them. They're in a weird spot. They've got some players that are old, and um, you have slowly been transitioning them out while trying to help some of these younger guys mature. People like Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, who has not been available most of the year for them, signed a one-year deal with them this year. So, um, you know, pretty certain that that won't work out for him as he just hasn't been much of a contribution due to health this year. But, again, Mike Tomlin has really had his hands full with some of his younger players and just helping them develop as as, fo- as football players, but also people and doing some immature things like with Chase, Chase Claypool and the – situations he's had the last few weeks. Um, but then, you know, the the elephant in the room is the quarterback situation. I think they've kept Big Ben maybe two to three years extra than what they should have. And as he announced earlier this year, this would be his last year in Pittsburgh. So whether he's retiring or just, um, you know, finding a new team, it's probably best from a football perspective for the Steelers. But for this specific game, the Chiefs are all for it. Deontay Johnson is their leading target getter as well as their best wide receiver. He's a great one. He's a 86 receptions, a little bit over 1,000 yards and six touchdowns, while the rookie Najee Harris is their main man on the ground. Very versatile player that can catch and, of course, run the ball, and he runs the ball with some ferocity. But it just hasn't been as successful as they've been rebuilding their offensive line as well. So, again, teaming transition with some older players that, Probably slow them down a little bit, but I mean, Big Ben is definitely their best quarterback on the roster as Mason Rudolph will probably be nothing more than a backup NFL quarterback. So that's something I'm sure they'll be looking for the NFL draft this year. The keys to the game for me on offense for the Chiefs are what is going to happen now like Travis Kelsey is out of this game with the Steelers being one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. I think it's a recipe for you know, running the ball, getting the ball to the running backs quickly in the backfield so they can make plays. Um, our offensive line should have a field day with their front seven. So get the ball in the playmaker's hands like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Darrell Williams, and maybe even some of Derek Gore. I think, Blake Bell is a suitable replacement from a blocking perspective, but um, unless Andy draws up some great plays or anything like that, um, I don't see him being much of a contribution, a contributor in the passing game. So again, the keys to the game for me on offense is to use your offensive line, run the ball a lot with Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Darrell Williams, feed them. They both should have north of 10 touches. I would hope that 
Both of them are a little bit closer to 20 in between run and pass. Make them be the offense, but we all know that it'll probably be a, a passing game. Patrick will have somewhere between 20 to 25 passes. And if it's a clean and efficient game with him for him, then that is all good. Um, defensively, for the Steelers, you really just have to watch out for Casey Howard and Minka Fitzpatrick. They're all pro defensive tackle as well as starting safety and Minka Fitzpatrick. They're really good. So Minka can move all over the field and may just make your life uncomfortable as a quarterback. So again, just stay away from him. Um, keep him on one side and, you know, pick on the other side. So I know a lot of people have talked about maybe this being Josh Gordon's breakout game since Tyreek Hill will have all the coverage in the world on him and you don't have Travis Kelsey out there. So maybe it will be, and that'll be good if it is. And we've obviously seen him get his touchdowns, first touchdown over the last few weeks. So maybe it is Josh Gordon's time to break out and have more than three to four receptions for 70 yards. So, um, yeah, it'll really just be interesting to see what the game plan is with Travis Kelsey out, as well as knowing that the Steelers don't defend the run well or anything short. On defense for the Chiefs, my key to the game is to make Ben throw the ball deep. If you've watched Big Ben, that ball just doesn't come out with the same spice or velocity that it used to when Big Ben was younger, which is the obvious case for everybody except for Tom Brady and maybe Aaron Rodgers. So make him go deep. He loves to hit Deontay Johnson on short routes, um, you know, routes that get the ball out of his hands within one to two seconds. So make him hold it more, so press, you know, bring the corners up, play in press coverage, which is something Steve Spagnuolo constantly does. Blitzen-wise, uh, with the young offensive line like he has, make them figure out who to block at the line. So show a certain front, and, you know, whether you're drop, whether you're changing it up as in who you're dropping in coverage or bringing, those are all key items that will make sure that the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line has trouble with what Spagnuolo and his defense is coming at them with. So, again, just keep playing. Basically, just keep playing the same defense that the Chiefs have over the past few games, which is man coverage. We get Legere's need back, Traverse Ward. We won't have Rashad Fenton, but just those two guys alone and what you're able to do with Matthew and Thornhill will be key. So, again, play tight, man coverage, make Big Van beat you over the top. Um, as you have Thornhill playing that safety role, and then you don't have to worry about Pat Bryan since he is out with the concussion. So, again, Tyron Matthew, you can use him in several ways that will be effective for Big Ben. So, I expect the defense to have a very good game. I hope uh, Chris Jones is, is pretty motivated from being out the last game and just wrecks havoc in the backfield. So, again, just keep playing the exact same defense. Give up all the yards you want, but as long as no points are scored, is key. So we already know that Steve Spagnuolo's defense is that kind of a defense where they bend, but they don't break. So I do expect another really good game for our defense uh, with multiple turnovers um, in the year. I think we'll have two interceptions, if not more. And, uh, you know, I don't rule out even a pick six or a, or a strip six for that matter. The special teams will be interesting as both sides will have new punters, and Chiefs will have a new kicker. So that'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, in those situations on extra points, field goal attempts, and punts. Who knows what's going to happen there. The weather in Kansas City is really nice. There's no crazy wind or anything like that. So 
Um, it won't be the, the roughest day for the special teams players, but it's definitely something to factor in because of their inner experience. At the end of the day, my prediction for this game is that the Chiefs win 28 to 17, and I'm actually probably in the, being a little bit generous and giving the Steelers 17 points for this game. I think they might just have a garbage time touchdown late in the game. I think it'll be 28 or 31 to 10, um, you know, heading into the fourth quarter. I think it's going to be one of those games where the Chiefs control uh, really, really well with great defense, efficient offense, and um, I just see the Steelers picking up a late garbage time touchdown. You know, if anyone has a big men starting on fantasy and, you know, they need a second touchdown out of them of some sort. So, again, I'm going to go with 28-17 Chiefs. This will be a game where the Chiefs do really well on defense, again, are efficient on offense and handle matters as they should versus a team that whose record on seven wins is probably about right with their talent level and their transition um, from an older to a younger, more modern team. So, as mentioned earlier, COVID is the, is the big one for this. So, hopefully here over the next few hours we'll understand if Nick Bolton and Lucas Neing are available, as Bolton has been one of our breakout players this year on defense. And he's needed going up against Najee Harris um, and, you know, what Pittsburgh tries to do in the backfield with him. And then Lucas Neing, you know, whether it's um, Andrew Wiley playing right tackle or something like that, um, it's something that, you know, we'll have to figure out here over the next few hours. So keep up with Twitter, social media, all that fancy stuff so you can get the up-to-date results on who is playing and what positions for this game with Niang and Bolton. Uh, availability still up in the air. All right, folks. Well, it's a short one, but it's an effective one here on this um, post-Christmas morning episode. Game is a little bit later on today, right? At a little bit over 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. So, don't forget to check us out for the post-game recap that we will have later on this week. Don't forget to follow us on all social media sites as well as the podcast sites, including Spotify. You can even just go to our Facebook page and click on everything from there and distribute it to all your friends. Right, You gave out presents, now give out um, shares of our podcast and stuff like that. So, again, we appreciate everyone for listening. We will be back with you after the game. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Looking forward to the new year. And go Chiefs.